missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. Buy anything from Amazon recently, Shaw? Uh, no, not recently. Doc? Yes. When do you when you buy stuff yes. uh, from Amazon or let's say any website for that matter? Do you go and read the reviews? All, always, yeah. I always read reviews. I, I need to know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of anal about that. I want to make sure I'm getting going to the right place or getting the right product. Seven forty four. I'm anal about that. You <laughs> kind of. I can't say that. Oh, jeez. Shaw, do you read any reviews? Are you anal as well? No, I. I mean, occasionally I do, depending on what it is. Yeah, my wife is big into reading the reviews. I usually let her purchase things online. I say, go check it out. Let me know which one is the best, and then we'll buy it. Uh, but if you're if you're trying to spot the fake Amazon reviews, um, here is a uh, here's a couple of tips, Shaw. Because according to one study, at least forty two percent of Amazon reviews are fake. Fake. Right. Yeah, which is why I don't bother to read them. Written by bots or paid for by the the, mm-hmm. the, the company or whoever it is you're buying the product from. Uh, so how do you spot them? Here are some red flags that uh, shows uh, that they they may have some fake reviews. Almost all five star reviews with an occasional four star mixed in, and anything negative is tiny and not a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was missing one screw or showed up one day late or whatever. Uh, a lot of uh, a lack of details. Vague praise and generic review titles. Oh, so good. Oh, nice. It is the best I've ever had. Right. Something very vague and, and non-specific. right? That doesn't go into detail as to what the product did or, or cost or what was wrong with it or right with it. Uh, mentioning how it's better than competing products. <laughs> Throwing somebody else under the bus to lift yourself up, Shaw. These are, uh, again, some tips on... Spotting fake Amazon reviews. 42% of Amazon reviews are fake, according to a new survey. Uh, Similar wording to other reviews. So if you're reading several in a row and you start to see the same words or phrases pop up, Shaw, good chance that those are all fake reviews. Lots of reviews occurring on specific dates with long gaps in between those dates. So if they're all on October 4th, then you don't see anything again until November 7th. There's probably a good chance that it was paid for or they're fake. Uh, and then last but not least, tips on how to spot fake Amazon reviews in the customers also bought section mm-hmm. if it's full of unrelated products. Oh. That's a sign of a paid reviewer just uh, buying random stuff they're told to so they can then review it. As opposed to, I bought the shower curtain with this bathroom, you know, rug or whatever. You know what I mean? You buy those two things together. Mm-hmm. So it's they're, it's BS because that ice scraper didn't go with the shower curtain? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> okay, just Unnes- check it. Unnecessarily, just but check it's, it. it's a sign that maybe there's something uh, askew here. I mean, check out the rest of their purchases. Did they buy a can of olives along with their ice scraper <laughs> and their shower curtain? Then maybe, yeah, that person's just buying stuff so they can get paid to review it on Amazon. Who the hell are you guys? It's the best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7. The Rock. No, it's not Oktoberfest. That already happened. Good. But it is October. It's finally here, Shaw. Mm-hmm. And even though we're a couple of days late, I figured it would it would do us well to take a look ahead to things to look forward to in the month of October. Not the Brewers. Nope, they gone. They finished up their season last night with a, a thrilling come-from-behind win. Yeah, all for not. All for not. You think he's going to get fired? Council? Yeah. No. You got to get rid of somebody. Mm. 
I don't can't, know. Can't fire the players. He's been there for, what, six years, five years? Well, they made the playoffs five straight years. I mean, that's yeah, pretty good. They blew it, man. They were four games ahead at the end of July. They weren't. Not that the other teams, you know, didn't get hot on their own, res- you know, respect, but still. No, I think his job is safe. All right, we'll give him one more year. Uh, some things to look forward to in the month of October. Obviously, sports-wise, Major League Baseball playoffs getting underway shortly. What, later this week, I think, or next week? Next week? Must be next week. I think there's All two right. more games to play in. World, Ski- uh, World Series scheduled to begin October 28th. <laughs> Man. Right? We're going to be having baseball in, in November. Yeah. The uh, NHL regular season starts this Friday. So as they say in hockey... Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey. NBA season starts October 18th. Oh, man. I know, right? WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view this Saturday in Philly. The Chicago Marathon is on Sunday in Chicago, by the way. There's a couple of NASCAR races this month. Including that season's one on, winding down. Including one on Sunday. Yeah, there's four races this month, and then there's one in November for the final, uh, for the, for the whatchamacallit, the championship. championship. Uh, Halloween Havoc, another WWE pay-per-view, is on October 22nd. UFC 280 on October 22nd. And the World Series, as I mentioned, starts on October 28th. If you're looking for stuff uh, in the theaters, movies, starting this Friday, there's a uh, family movie, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, in theaters. It's sort of a mix of live action and animation. Okay. Animals, talking animals, including a guy named Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> Uh, the movie Amsterdam, that's an ensemble cast. I've seen a lot of ads for that. Christian Bale and so on and Chris so Rock. forth. Yep. Uh, that's in theaters this Friday, Amsterdam. Uh, Hellraiser, the new Hellraiser movie, is over on Hulu this Friday. So if you want to check that out, there's a female pinhead, Shaw. So if yeah. you're woke, it's not for you. You'll get upset. You'll get, you'll get up, you know, chapped ass about it. Uh, October 14th, Halloween ends in theaters. It won't will actually it really end. It won't actually end, but this th- this uh, trilogy will end. I think this will be the last time we see Jamie Lee Curtis in any Halloween movies. Mm. But um, they'll of course revisit the Michael Myers character at some point. Uh, also, the movie Black Adam is scheduled to come out on October twenty first. That's the new one with the Rock. He's a superhero, kind of. Of course, he is. But he's got big muscles, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, television, not a whole lot. Um, if you did watch the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix, there's another one that's dropping on Netflix this Friday called Conversations with a Killer, the Jeffrey Dahmer Tapes. Wow. This is actual audio from his tapes because he, he gave up the ghost. He went in and he said, look, I did it all, and here's mm-hmm. what I did. Um, they had a full confession. So there's tapes and there's interviews. Uh, also, a new season of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix on the 19th, and American Horror Story New York City premieres on October 19th on FX. If you're looking for a holiday, Shaw, you can get started right away today with vodka and taco day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Doc's got some vodka. We'll get to that. Uh, National Noodle Day is on Thursday. National Chocolate-Covered Pretzel Day is on Friday, Shaw. Would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? <laughs> They're a little melty, but boy, are they delicious. Uh, Fluffernutter Day is on Saturday. Do you know what Fluffernutter Day is? It's something with... Peanut butter and marshmallow, right? Yeah, peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. It's a sandwich. Uh, International Beer and Pizza Day is on the 9th. Looking forward to that. There you go. They go together well. Hug a Drummer Day on the 10th. You know any drummers? No, a few. All right, well, hug them all, Shaw. Sausage Pizza Day on the 11th. Gumbo Day on the 12th. Mm. National No Bra Day on the 13th, Shaw. So take that one home mm-hmm. with you. Let Mary know about that. That's on uh, the 13th, National No Bra Day. National Cheese Curd Day on the 15th. 
Love our cheese curds here in the Midwest, in Wisconsin. Uh, Back to the Future Day, October 21st. You know why that's significant, right? That's the date in the movie, right? Yes, when they go back in time. Mm Got to get back in time. Uh, American Beer Day on the 27th. And Halloween, of course, on the 31st. And there's a slew of others in there. But there you go. Some things to look forward to in the month of October, Shaw. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Surprise and Shaw. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Uh, The mayor of the city of Indy Atlantic, Florida, is accused of using a rake to hit a man in the face oh. while taking part in a park cleanup for Hurricane Ian. David Berkman it. arrested facing a misdemeanor battery charge. Uh, they say that he was helping clean up a park in his city when the victim began recording him on his cell phone. The victim said he began recording the mayor after Berkman made several comments about, quote, kicking his ass. Berkman then used a rake to hit the victim's phone and face. It's not known what led to the alleged in outburst. The face. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were just talking about this earlier this morning, that uh, house that has the Halloween yard display that looks like Stranger Things with yeah, the suspended max. Okay, so that's in Plainfield, Illinois. Oh, it is. I thought it was in L.A. or something like that. No, according to this, it's in Plainfield, Illinois. Okay. And the Stranger Things-themed display is now closed after a neighbor voiced concerns. They got complaints from one neighbor, which has forced the owners of the house to shut it down for now. What are the complaints? Uh, the man's na- the family is... Uh, people driving by? Yeah, too many people. Uh, the the uh, replica, replicas of a scene from the show featuring a life-size mannequin dressed as the character Max appearing it's to be awesome, suspended in midair. Oh, yeah, it's great. really cool. You can't see any wires or anything. No, no, no. But possibly angered by the crowds and the popularity of the z- display, that one neighbor is accused him of bringing negative attention to the neighborhood, endangering the community's children, oh, and making the neighborhood a target of possible home invasions because all right, of all of the spectators. All right, Karen. Right? The display is shuttered for now. The family said they didn't mean to cause a fuss. They were just looking to have fun. They plan to talk with the city about what they can do to reopen the display. Yeah, must be able to get like a permit or something, right? right. An entertainment license. I, it doesn't sound like they have to legally shut down. They've just chosen to do so. But well, good on them to not try to anger your I neighbors guess, to get into a big dispute, and then the next thing you know, you got somebody dying over a Stranger uh, Things display. But still, come on, Karen. Right? Come on, Karen. Right. It's like for one month, Karen. Can we just relax? It's not the house, the Breaking Bad house, where people are throwing pizzas on it every single day. Right. Uh, this is a story right up your alley, Brian. Swearing, cursing, ooh, cussing ooh, ooh. Uh, can be intense, humorous, ooh. angry, joyful, all yeah, depending yeah, on yeah, the context. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a new survey uh, um, among people in the U.S. to determine which cities swear most frequently. Boston. They were asked how often they swear, the situations they swear in the most, even the age in which they uttered their first swear word. The average respondent swears 21 times per day. That's amateur. The oh, city that swears numbers. the most frequently is Columbus, Ohio, at 36 times what? per day. The average age that Americans start using swear words is 11. They say younger generations are more likely to use swear words, with Gen Z swearing an average of 24 times a day compared to baby boomers swearing 10 times a day. Men also swear more often than women, apparently. If you're looking for a city where profanity is rare, you can look to Phoenix, Arizona, and Portland, Oregon. Residents of each of those cities swears an average of 14 times per day, a third less than the national average. Turns out most Americans swear at themselves more than any other person. Uh, Americans are most likely to use swear words to express themselves in specific contexts, Mm. such as when they are in pain, frustrated, or even happy. The most common ways they use swear words are when accidentally hurting themselves, 
expressing road rage and oh, receiving yeah. bad news. There's a bar that we went to when we visited Fish and Becky down in Iowa yeah. where if you if you get caught swearing, they kick you out for life. Like for real? Yeah, for real. I can't remember the name of it. You didn't go in, did you? Yeah, we went in. Oh, I didn't know until we went in. And then, like, then you I, got kicked out. Well, no, I started, you know, cursing up a storm because that's what I do, Shaw, when I'm I not know. on the radio. And people were like, how do you not swear on the radio? I'm like, well, I just... I get it all out now, so I don't have to say it on the <laughs> radio. They ask you to leave, and no, they, nobody heard me. But Fish was like, "Hey, he's like, hey, dude, you, you can't, gotta, do, that you can't do that." And he's like, yeah. "And I'm like, oh, f these people." He's like, "No, seriously, they'll kick you out." And like then, and uh, I said, "Well, that's you know, their loss, not mine." <laughs> but uh, unlike Gene, who swears on the radio, mm-hmm. Shaw, I do all my swearing off the radio, right? On stage with a microphone, boss loves it. He thinks it's great. <laughs> he encourages me to do it. Sure, all the time. sure. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for further developments, which will be broadcast immediately as received. We've got more of the best of the morning sickness in just a bit. Hell yeah, bitch! <laughs> the best of the morning sickness with Brian and Gene, only on ninety-five-seven The Rock. One of them can have an entire conversation made up of movie quotes. I pity the fool. The other two usually have no clue what the f*** he just said. You like movies about gladiators. You love to party. I'll be back. Wednesday mornings at 8.15. Win Brian's morning show money. They're always after me, lucky charms. By playing, you're killing me, Shaws. You're killing me, Smalls. I want you to be nice. Until it's time not be nice. You're killing me, Shaws. Brought to you by GECU, the friendly credit union. $40 of my morning show money up for grabs, Shaw. So, nice little chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Jean has faith in you. She thinks you're going to get it, Shaw. Well, course, she was wrong last week. Jean's opinion does not matter when it comes to you killing me, Shaws. It's all about caller 15. 608-7840957. Who's this? This is Sam. All right, so Sam, do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or not? Yes. You're going with yes. And what are you going to do with $40 of my morning show money if you win? Um, price up the gas. Oh, 40 bucks in gas, Shaw. Yeah, it's going up again. Of course it is. Always goes up, never goes down. And if it does go down, it doesn't stay down. It goes right back up, Shaw. $40 of gas money. Could be Sam's. If you know this movie quote, Shaw, if you guess correctly, Sam said you would, and he'll win $40 of my morning show money. You, mm, you ready? Yeah, I think so. Listen closely. Oh, very whispery there. Hard to make out. Yeah, the, the, the background music in the in the clip there is uh, a little bit distracting, but you want to hear it again? I'm going to have to, yeah. A couple of clues in there. Yeah. You want to hear it one more time? I don't know if it'll help. All right. Any, uh, well, it's obviously Halloween themed. Something. Any, yeah. any guesses? Well, I heard the word Jason, so that gives me some clue. But there's what nineteen movies in that franchise? I think there's been a few. Yeah, a handful. Uh huh. I, I, I'm strictly going to guess. I'll go with the original. I'll say Friday the Thirteenth. 
part two. Part three. Part four. <laughs> you got it. You got it right on part four, Shaw, but you got to guess correctly oh, on the first man. time around. This was the one with Crispin Glover and Corey Feldman, a very young Corey Feldman, who, as his as his sister was getting attacked by Jason, Corey Feldman, who was a big fan of horror movies and sci-fi and costumes and masks, ran upstairs and quickly shaved his head oh. and uh, sort of resembled Jason and confused him long enough by coming down the stairs and saying, remember me, Jason? Remember that the sister could take a few whacks at him with ah. a machete and they were able to escape. And then at the end of the movie... Uh, Corey Feldman shows up in her hospital room and kind of gives you the weird bug eyes, and and then you're like, oh, he's going to be Jason next. And it sort of worked like that in the next one. But anyways, I digress. Uh, Sam, you guessed incorrectly. Shaw did not know the movie quote. Even though he got the right franchise, uh, you know, accuracy matters here, Shaw. Yeah, I get it. Jason 4. Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, which was... <laughs> not the final chapter. In fact, not the final chapter. Not even halfway. <laughs> You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. But let's be honest, Shaw's the real star of the show. A 35-second shot, Cock. Uh-oh, Shaw. It's a very spooky time of year. It is. It's officially October. Got our sandworm back. Got him up in the front yard <laughs> yesterday. He okay. looks good. Got several compliments from neighbors about our display this year. I got to start uh, working on adding to it in the next year or two because it's become kind of stale. But uh, popular Halloween costumes for kids, adults, and pets. <laughs> Costumes.com posting a list of the top selling costumes so far for each of the three categories. Adults, no big surprise here, the inflatable T Rex. <laughs> Still very popular. For some reason, people like these damn things. It doesn't seem very practical when it comes to... Kind of hard to move around in those walking things. Walking around, seeing anything, drinking while you're, you know, out on Halloween. But people love them, Shaw. They're funny. It's good to see a gaggle of them running down the mm-hmm. street. I saw some in the Oktoberfest parade. Wonder Woman 1984, Buddy the Elf, The Dark Knight, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, Captain Marvel... Ray from The Force Awakens, Harley Quinn, Ride a Beer Buddy. We saw these a couple of years ago, speaking of Oktoberfest. These are the inflatable things that makes it look like you're on top of somebody's shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Staggering around. Yeah. They had the uh, one where it looked like you were riding a dinosaur or a bear yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, and then uh, Elvis is uh, rounding out the top 10 <laughs> Halloween costumes for adults, according to costumes.com. For kids, and I'm guessing these are mostly younger kids, uh, Paw Patrol. Top oh, of the list. Popular, yeah. Justice League. So any other superhero buddies? Dorothy. I'm guessing that's the Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz, yeah. Uh, Darth Vader, Harley Quinn, black and white striped inmate costumes. <laughs> What's cheap and easy? Uh, inflatable T-Rex, again, making the list. Black Panther, Foxy from the video game Five Nights at Freddy's, and then Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, if you're looking to deck out your pet this Halloween, Shaw, here are the uh, top ten costumes. According to costumes.com for your pets, minions. Ah. You got multiple animals and you want to dress them all like up, mm-hmm. uh, like the same thing, minions. Bette Midler's Winifred character from Hocus Pocus, which of course just saw its sequel released on Disney Plus last week. Beetlejuice, Tigger from the Winnie the Pooh uh, comics or cartoons, walking teddy bear costumes, walking vet costumes. 
Uh, I get it. I'm a vet. I'm an animal. <laughs> but I'm a dog. Uh, Ariel from The Little Mermaid, Slimer from Ghostbusters, Snow White, and Superman. Also uh, on the list of the top ten costumes for pets. Uh, these are the uh, top costumes that are more popular than they were last year. The ones that have seen the biggest boost. They're trending. Uh, according to Costumes.com, no big surprise here, Stranger Things. Did you see that? Uh, did you see that viral video yeah, that yeah, yeah. where they've got the gal uh, Max, who's like, you, did you watch the most recent season, yeah. Shaw? Yeah. So you know when Max gets uh, possessed by Vecna uh-huh. and she's about to, you know, kick the bucket in the graveyard. Yep. Uh, when she's floating in the air, there's a, a home. I think it's in Los Angeles, it's actually. Amazing. And they've got this this mannequin or whatever you want oh, to call it. Oh, the one that's suspended? Yeah, and yeah. you can't tell how it's up there. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elvis and Priscilla. Boy, people really dig that Elvis. I don't get when it. When is that going to die out? Never, apparently. Patrick Bateman from American Psycho has seen a boost this year. I'm not quite sure why. And uh, Top Gun costumes. No oh, big surprise. Sure. That makes the, sense. The sequel. Massive hit, that sequel. But there you go. Some Halloween costumes that are trending and popular according to costumes.com. With Halloween just a couple of weeks away. Don't wait till the last minute, Shaw. Make your mm-hmm. make your decision and start planning your costume ASAP. Might be left out in the cold. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. A better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Uh oh. Busted. What? The chess guy. Oh, no way. Really? Apparently, it's legit. Apparently, he's cheating. For real? I don't know if he's putting stuff up his butt or what he's doing, but he's cheating. Yeah. In the eyes of the world's top chess player, a 19-year-old chess grandmaster named Hans Neiman is a cheater. The world's top chess website apparently agrees with him. An investigation conducted by chess.com. Sounds like the... Most important chess website out there, right? Chess.com. It sounds like it. Yeah. All-encompassing. An investigation conducted by Chess.com into the cheating allegations against Neiman found the American to have cheated in more than 100 games on the platform. Oops. Until he was banned in 2020. That's a lot. It's not just a couple. And he said he did a few, right? He said he cheated a few times because he wanted to beat lower competition so he could move up and and face uh, stiffer competition. Uh, Neiman has been under fire since world chess champion Magnus Carlsen accused him of cheating in an over-the-board game uh, at a prestigious Sinquenfia, Sinquenfia, I don't know, some kind of cup last month. Uh, Neiman beat Carlsen despite the disadvantage of playing with black pieces. Neiman has strongly denied the allegations but admitted to having cheated twice, once at the age of 12 and then again at the age of 16 on the website chess.com. In games without prize money. According to the chess.com report, Neiman cheated a lot more than twice and did it online in matches with prize money attached to them. The site reportedly used a variety of cheating detection tools, (laughs) including a comparison of Neiman's moves to those recommended by chess engines who can easily beat even the likes of Carlson. So we're talking about AI and computers and all sorts of other stuff. But apparently this kid is a cheater. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. So not just necessarily the anal bead thing, though. That's not wow. talking to him. They're just saying he's... Maybe that's what he uses when he's facing live competition, like when he's at this, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, cup thing, this championship thing with the other guys, and he, you know, can't doesn't have the advantage of being online. 
But, uh, yeah, apparently this kid has cheated over 100 times at chess.com, even though he said he only did it twice, once when he was 12 and once when he was 16. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I don't know if there's some sort of governing chess board or, or like, chess organization. I'm assuming there is. I mean, there's an organization for everything out there, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they're going to come down with some kind of penalty or, or, or ban for this kid, right? Not let him play in any tournaments or something. Why would you stop, though, if he got away with it 100 times on this website? And you won prize money. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Got busted. And I have no idea about the allegations of the uh, the anal stuff. Those were from Elon Musk. <laughs> How did he know? I don't know. Somebody must have tipped him off. I like it. No, I love it. Keep listening. More of the best of the morning sickness is coming up. Where's this coming from, man? 95.7 The Rock. A little while ago, Shaw, you were talking about labels. Yeah, food labels. And how the Best Buy date may not be a thing anymore. Right. Especially when you're talking about canned vegetables. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You buy a can of peas, lasts forever. Right? Does it actually go bad? I suppose it has some peak to its freshness, but yeah, yeah it's going to be safe so. to eat. I think you could, yeah. It's not unsafe. Right. What about labels with exercise information instead of calories. Hmm. A recent study. How many sit-ups would you have to do to exactly. work off that yeah. chili dog? Uh, a recent study found that instead of just calorie counts on labels, printing the amount of exercise you need to burn if you ate said item might help people eat less. Yeah, probably. Well, all right, so I see the calories. Maybe you know, what, what do you even know what your average intake is or what you're supposed to intake? It's about 2,000 calories a day, I think. Does that change at some point based on your age or your gender or uh, other factors in your life? It always just stays about 2,000? I think that's a general guideline. Okay. But, I mean, if you're eating 2,000 calories and it's gummy bears <laughs> right? compared to 2,000 calories and it's vegetables like lettuce or mm-hmm, tomatoes or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I I think it's actually kind of an interesting uh, concept um, because, you know, you drink a can of Pepsi or, or Coke or soda or whatever you want to call it, and uh, and you don't know exactly what you got to do to work that can off. Do you know? Do you have no, any idea? No, it's, I'm not sure I want to know. Uh, so a can of soda, a can of Pepsi is about 150 calories. Okay. And that might say you'd have to walk for 30 minutes or run for 15 minutes to work off those 150 calories. Now, that's not to say you have to. It's just to say, yeah. if you want to indulge in this, this is what it takes to counteract those calories. Uh, or if you were to eat a whole family-sized box of Cheez-Its in one sitting, <laughs> head out for a nice five-hour Don't jog. Go for a little jog, a five-hour jog, Shaw, for a family-sized box to where you were before, huh? of Cheez-Its. And then it supposedly counteracts that. Uh, there's already a name for it, and it's called PACE, P-A-C-E which stands for Physical Activity Calorie Equivalence. And it might be a thing that happens in the future with food labels. Hmm. Obviously more processed foods and and fresh vegetables and things of that nature, but uh, they polled people recently in the UK about this, and most were not in favor of adding the exercise equivalents Mm -hmm. onto the uh, labels. Only 33% said it was a good idea. I don't know. 
if it's there, it might give you an, uh, you know, an impetus to go do those things, right? If you say, oh, all I got to do is go for a 15-minute walk if I want to eat, you know, half of this pint of ice cream or whatever it is, I can do that. Or maybe you'll say, you know what, I guess I don't really need that soda. Right. You might put it down. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Pace, P-A-C-E, Shaw. <laughs> might be a thing to go along with your uh, Best Buy label discussion from earlier. I'm ready to rock when you are, so let's do this. It's the best of the morning sickness. Good morning. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. If you know me, Shaw, you know my, my least favorite beer is? IPA. Yeah, hate IPAs. Dump them in the trash. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Don't want to drink them. I mistakenly got one over the weekend when we were in Lambeau, Oops. and uh, it, it didn't go well. It sucks because you don't want to waste that money. You know what I mean? It was a tap beer, mm-hmm. and they were pouring a bunch of taps at yeah. the same time and putting them out on the table so sure. people could just come grab one. And they had them lined up in front of the tap line. Well, somebody must have put the wrong one in front of the Oops. tap I wanted, and I got an IPA, and it was not good. You know it as soon as it gets to your nose. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, citrus. Yeah. But I, 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 I horked it down because I'm no, I'm no wimp. Okay. And I paid for, for that. And I paid for that beer, and I'm not going to let it go to waste. Uh, the uh, Evil Genius Brewery out of Philadelphia set out to create a beer that would pair with White Castle Burgers. <laughs> you like sliders? You know, I've never had one. Really? I mean, I've had a slider. I've never had a White Castle Burger. Really? Mm-mm. Is it the onions? Is it? No, uh, I, just... I'd try it. I just, I've never lived in an area where they had one. I think the closest one uh, is Rochester, right? Yeah, I know they have one in Rochester. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they wanted uh, a beer... That would be, uh, quote-unquote, cutting through the satisfying taste of beef and savory onions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. White Castle, I, I think it's a, you know, it's a it's a nostalgia thing, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, I've had them. They're okay. There's nothing, like, terrible about them or nothing that I would rave about. But it's one of those things where if you grew up and you enjoyed yeah. White Castle, maybe you've got a, an affinity for it. Uh, the result from Evil Genius Brewery out of Philadelphia is a limited edition beer called It Hits Different. Okay. 6.5% ABV Tangerine IPA offering a uh, subtle bitterness from its hop profile countered with a pleasant light tangerine sweetness. Eh. No, thanks. It Hits Different is the name of the beer. Unveiled at Evil Genius Brewery last week. They already have begun distributing the beer into Delaware, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Rhode Island. So... Obviously, mostly on the East Coast, but it's making its way to the Midwest with Michigan on the on the map there in Ohio. Uh, beer can be found in bars and restaurants and in stores as six packs of cans. Unfortunately, you can't get it at a White Castle, uh, so you got to <laughs> bring your own. Got to make two stops there. Yeah, well, they don't serve alcohol right, right. at White Castle, but yeah, if uh, if you can find some and you pick it up at the store, and then you head to Rochester, you could have yourself a little uh, White Castle and it's, in the parking lot there. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like fish and, and white wine, right? <laughs> they go together. A steak and a Merlot, right? Yep. Isn't that the deal? That's now it. you got a White Castle and an IPA. Nice. Ugh. IPA so gross. Or you could just skip the IPA altogether and yeah. just eat the White Castle. Yeah, have a Dr. Pepper. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of the Morning Sickness Podcast. Karen. 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 You what? Why did you do that? Why did you do that, Karen? She's alarming but disarming and a really very charming modern girl. Karen. Oh, those.
Shows. Karen Shaw, they're very upset about things. Now let you know it. And they're going to let you know all about it, Shaw. What do you think this Karen is upset about? Oh, let's see. Not enough hot sauce. <laughs> no, not enough hot sauce is not what she is mad about. Want to take another were, stab at it? Were they out of Clorox wipes? No, oh, those seem to have made their way back into shelves. It's cat food that you got to watch out for, right? That wet cat food. Hard to find, huh? Yeah. Well, it's there, but it's it's becoming sparse. Uh, not chicken nuggets, not masks. This mom, this Karen, is very upset about Hocus Pocus 2. The movie? Yes. Which just got released last week, I think, on Disney+. And it's coming through your TV and casting spells on your children, Shaw. It is? The worst case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. I... Love everything to do with house and home. I believe everything starts here. It grieves me, the thought of exposing oh our God. kids to darkness. Oh my the God. whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes with or my heard eyes. over mm-hmm. a TV screen. They become manifesting like in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent. But they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. We have to steal this soul. How do you feel? How do you respond to people who are going to say, you're crazy? It's just a movie. It's all in good fun. It, it has been and always has been. Then the post was not for you. The post was for people that have been on the fence on, on the de- decisions they need to make for their family. I think at the end of the day, I want people to walk away with discernment. If you, you're watching this, just start thinking. Start thinking for yourself and even overthink and consider all the options of what you're partaking in. Bitch, if you think that Hocus Pocus 2 is casting spells on your kids, have I got a movie for you? It's called The Exorcist. And yeah, she walks go. down the stairs upside down with her head facing the wrong way and mm-hmm. spits pea soup all over everybody. Mm-hmm. Then she takes the cross and jabs herself in the crotch with it. Oh, my God. The best part about this is the woman's name. It's a Texas mom, and her name is Jamie Gooch. Gooch. Nice. (laughs) And she uh, issued a warning on social media that you can't watch Hocus Pocus 2 with your kids because the TV, which she watches with her Uh eyes, Shaw, will cast a spell. It's poltergeist. It's coming through the television. Unleash hell on your children. She says the whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. Uh Mm-hmm. How do you get through one day in life if this is how you feel and think? How do you make it through a good question. one single day in life? I mean, do you ever leave the house? How do you even make it through mm-hmm. a day? I mean, Hocus Pocus 2, are you kidding me? That's your biggest uh, issue right now, huh? You have to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. You have to watch the movie. You have to, like, I mean, you don't. You can skip all of that. Just, just don't watch the movie, lady. How do don't you make kids it through? Watch it. How do you drive by a billboard? You know what I mean? Or anything. How do you listen to any radio station or anybody? Any record? Any? How do you take in any form of media? There are books about such things, too. I wonder how she's upset oh, about my that. goodness gracious. I can't even with these people, Shaw. Karen of the day down there in Texas, Jamie Gooch, worried about Hocus Pocus 2, casting a spell on your kids and unleashing hell in your home. <laughs> oh, don't leave the house, lady. Do not leave the house. Don't go anywhere. Another dose of the best stuff from the morning sickness is on the way. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming.
The best of the morning sickness. Only on favorite station. 957 the rock in these strange times people are in need of extra comfort that's why it's always a nice gesture to send nudes so they know you're thinking of them i'm talking about nudes not nudes i want there to be no confusion do not send nudes definitely send nudes send nudes early and often to everyone send nudes never i mean maybe to yourself but even then sparingly unless you're talking about nudes in which case send away in the event that there's any confusion about this let's take a step back always send nudes never nudes the only thing you should never not send is nudes N-O-O-D-S. Nudes, Shaw. Send nudes, as in noodles. Noodles? It's National Noodle Day. Send me some nudes. <laughs> Not N-U-D-E-S. N-O-O-D-S. Nudes, Shaw. National Noodle Day. I can get behind that. You have a favorite type of noodle? Oh, I like a linguine. I like a fettuccine. I like a flat, yeah. larger noodle. Uh, it feels like you get more sauce on it. I don't know. It's sort of a mind trick, you know? I mean, you could always just spoon out the sauce, but I don't mind a, a fettuccine. So many choices, though. I like Asian noodles as well. Uh, apparently, uh, we've been eating, making and eating noodles for almost 4,000 years. Did you know this? Well, they go back a long way. I guess in, I didn't know it was that long. But. In 2005, there was a pile of noodles in an overturned bowl in China that was buried under 10 feet of dirt that they found. Okay. So the Chinese were probably the first to make noodles, not the Italians. But Italians, of course, tend to be the experts when it comes to noodles. Mm-hmm. And somebody polled about 1,000 people in Italy to find the top things you might be doing wrong with your pasta, with your noodles, Shaw. They're doing it wrong? Things you might be doing wrong with your pasta. I didn't know this was a thing, but people are putting ketchup on their pasta. 89% of Italians say it's unacceptable. I would say mm-hmm. 100% of people should say it's unacceptable. What are you doing putting ketchup on pasta? I will say that reheated macaroni and cheese, Kraft macaroni and cheese, okay, with a little squirt of ketchup on top, it helps it out a little bit. You know, it just kind of loses its real cheesiness on that second day, Shaw, if you have any leftovers. Uh-huh. Uh, so a little ketchup adds a little something, something. A little splash of milk will make it creamy again. Again, these are Italians uh, that were polled about what we're doing wrong with our pasta. Cutting it with a knife. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to twirl. 69% of Italians say no, never do that. Uh, this is a weird one. I didn't know people do this. Put it in cold water, then boil it. 81% of Italians think it's unacceptable. You're supposed to boil the, the water first. Right. And then put the pasta in. That's like putting the milk in before the cereal. Who does that? <laughs> right. Who puts the cold water in the pot and then the pasta? Who does that? That's insanity. I mean, you do that with rice, right? Mm-hmm. But not with pasta. You, you wait for it first. to boil, and then you put the pasta in. Um, do you put oil in your water, Shaw? Uh, I don't. I used to. I don't. Occasionally, I do. Sometimes, I don't. Uh, it's a tie. Italians say, uh, 44% of Italians say it's fine. 43% say it's not. Most experts say you don't need to. I'm putting a splash of olive oil in with the pasta after I drain the water just to keep it from sticking before I sauce it up. Yeah, and I think people think when you put the oil in the water, it's going to help the pasta not stick when you start to boil it, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't doesn't work. Uh, Here's something that is uh, unacceptable to Italians. Breaking dry spaghetti in half so it fits in the pot. (laughs) Uh, 47% of Italians say it's unacceptable. I've done that. Yeah, I guess it depends on the size of the pot. I mean, if you've got a massive pot and you don't need to break the pasta, then why would you do it? Um, rinsing your pasta after you cook it. Depends on the recipe, I think. 
58% of Italians say you shouldn't do it. Uh, you're supposed to put uh, save some of that starch to thicken up the sauce. Isn't yeah, that the, the deal? Yeah, the pasta water can be used as a thickening agent for your sauce. Yeah, because if you drain it and you rinse it, it loses all the starchiness, and the starch is what helps to uh, thicken up the sauce when you put it back in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, putting pasta on your plate, then sauce on top of it. You're supposed to mix them both together before you serve it, I think. Right. 44% say it's fine, but 48% of Italians say, no, you should always mix the sauce mm-hmm. in before you serve it. And then uh, garlic bread, Shaw. Garlic bread with pasta. Yes, please. Italians, 48% of them say it's unacceptable. Really? Partly because the kind that we eat here in America <laughs> is made of a French baguette, not a ciabatta bread. Ah. Uh, uh, so is- we're going French as opposed to Italian. So there you go. Some things that Italians disagree with us when it comes to... Uh, well, they should know. Noodles. National Noodle Day, Shaw. Send nudes. Send nudes. Send me some nudes, Shaw. O-O-D, yeah. O-O-D-S. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning. All systems go. The best of the morning sickness. Only on 95.7 The Rock. As if his career isn't already in the doghouse. Not to mention his marriage. It sounds like the whole entire thing could be coming down around him. Tom Brady's career crashing down after a series of protective wards and spells have been cast on him by Giselle will cease following their divorce. (laughs) Yeah. This is according to witches who are all over TikTok explaining how Tom wronged a witch. Now he has to feel her wrath. And we're not just talking about one or two loonies on TikTok. There's apparently hundreds of TikTok witches out there that are saying that now that Tom and Giselle are breaking up, she's going to pull all the protective spells that she has cast upon Tom Brady and his entire life is going to come crashing down around him. Hashtag witches of TikTok trending all over the story, gleefully predicting Tom's collapse. And yes, it does extend far beyond one account. Hundreds of TikTok witches who are posting about Tom Brady and how he wronged Giselle, which will in turn destroy his career. The theory goes that Giselle is a white witch who harnesses divination... Divination? Divinate? Harnesses her power to cast altruistic spells. So she does uh, some good stuff for Tom Brady. That's what she does for him. But she ain't going to do it no more. Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Sounds like Giselle's a good witch. She has cast protective spells to shield his body. Spells to enhance his athletic abilities and given him potions. (laughs) That have allowed him to freeze time and stop the aging process. The agreement between Brady and his witch wife was that she'd support his athletic endeavors in exchange that he would retire at the age of 45. Well, now he ain't retiring. He did, but then he didn't. He said, I came home for a couple of weeks, realized this is not what I want to do, and I went right back to football, even though it doesn't look like it's working out for me on the football field right now either. Yeah. Not only did Tom choose to not retire at the age of 45, but he uh, in turn hurt Giselle by returning to the NFL after 40 days, showing his soul belonged to the NFL in football, not to his wife and his family. You took 
everything from me. I don't even know who you are. You will. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Tom. You're going to find out. Not only is Giselle apparently pulling her spells off of Tom Brady so that his career and his life come crashing down now that they are apparently getting divorced, but the internet is trying to force Giselle into a relationship with Pete Davidson. Oh, this gets stranger by the second. (laughs) Yeah, the internet trying to influence Giselle to hook up with Pete Davidson. At some point, is is it Pete's fault? I mean, how many girls has he run through, right? He dated them all. Everybody says he's a nice guy and he's easygoing or whatever. And he's, but at some point, isn't it his fault? Isn't it he had fed to blame? I don't know. Giselle and the hashtag witches of TikTok pulling their protective spells from one Tom Brady. This is your wake up service. You want the best? Do they need the air? Do they need the air? Give them the air. You got it. That's the best part. The best of the morning sickness. Oh, it's the best. Saturdays on 95.7 The Rock. It's Friday. The weekend's here, and you're looking for something to do. Check out three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Three, of course, is one more than two. See more on the morning sickness page at 957therock.com or on the free 957therock app. It's the weekend. It is the weekend, and there's plenty of stuff happening in the area, Shaw, even though the weather is cooling off. Some of it indoors, some of it outdoors. Your choice. And here is uh, my list of three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Starting with today, actually this afternoon, Taste of Downtown Lacrosse. Oh, cool. This is from 4 until 7. It's at the Cargill Room over by the Waterfront Restaurant, which is a beautiful room, by the way. Uh, it's a ticketed event. It's a fundraiser for downtown Main Street, our, our wonderful friend Terry Bauer, who does so much in this community. Uh, and it takes place in the Cargill Room uh, this afternoon from 4 until 7. I believe GAs are 35, VIPs are 50. I don't know how many are left, but you can get them online uh, on the uh, Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And you can expect uh, culinary delights from many of the downtown local restaurants. Mm specialty cocktails, some live music, and more. And, of course, it is a fundraiser for downtown Main Street so they can continue to do great things in the community uh, like, you That's know, cool. Moon Tunes and all the other stuff that they do. So, Taste of Downtown at the Cargill Room this afternoon from 4 until 7, and then maybe walk around, do some shopping, have a drink or whatever, patronize some great businesses in downtown Lacrosse. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up bright and early and head down to Alaska before the sun even breaks for the 11th annual Firehouse 5K with the Alaska Fire Department. I'll be doing the PA work out there for them while they... Of course, take care of the rest of the real stuff. Uh, It's a great event that helps to raise uh, awareness for an active and healthy lifestyle while at the same time raising funds for a great cause. A portion of their proceeds from this event will go to the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals and the Onalaska Firefighters Association. Registration on the day of the event, I believe, starts at 7 a.m. It's either 7 or 7.30. I'm not 100% sure on that, Shaw, but it'll be bright and early. Mm -hmm. It'll be out there at the fire department. It's $25 for adults, $15 for kids. The 5K begins at 8. There's going to be food and refreshments available. There's going to be prizes and awards for different categories. And every participant gets a free T-shirt and, of course, gets to help out a bunch of great causes. The Onalaska Firehouse 5K Run Walk is tomorrow starting early. Make sure you get there and check in and get signed up and registered. Then tomorrow night or maybe tomorrow afternoon, head out to the Speedway for the uh, 53rd Oktoberfest Race Weekend. Now, racing started yesterday, Shaw. It goes all weekend long, but if you're looking for racing on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, it's got the qualifying features, the B mains, and a 38-lap sprint to the championship 
uh, that has included several dramatic finishes in recent years. And they've got uh, a big eight late model series champion going to be crowned on Saturday afternoon. There's going to be live music in the exhibition hall, food, drinks, memorabilia, and all sorts of other stuff out there at the uh, Oktoberfest Race Weekend. Go to the website, OktoberfestRaceWeekend.com for more info. Then on Sunday, Funday, Shaw. I know a lot of people around here are going to be getting up early to watch the Packers. The Packers, yeah. I'm going to be getting up early and putting on the uh, the jeans and the jacket because I'm going to be going on a ride with the owners at Great River Harley-Davidson. Nice. This is their second annual Ride with the Owners event, and uh, they're going to be hanging out in the morning at 10 a.m., and then kickstands go up at 11 a.m. Nice little scenic route down to Saxon Hall in Brownsville at noon, so it's only about an hour on the bikes. It's going to be a little chilly, obviously, on Sunday, but it's warming up. I mean, it's going to be like 62, mm-hmm. 63. Mm-hmm. So by 11 or 12 o'clock, when we get down to Saxon Hall and have some pizza, it should be nice. And, uh, you know, you can ride with the owners and say thanks for a great year working with our friends at Great River Harley-Davidson. And that's my list of three things to do in and around lacrosse this weekend. Now, if you want to see my list and catch some links, it's on the Morning Sickness page at 957therock.com. And if you have an event coming up that you want us to talk about, put it on aroundrivercity.com. It's free. You can submit your events right there for free, Shaw. It's a cool little stop to find out what's going on around town. Yeah, there's so much going on and so many different kinds of events. It's not always just going out for live music or drinks or pizza or whatever. There's plenty of other, there's yoga and there's uh-huh. community events and there's yard sales and there's all sorts of things uh, on the uh, website around rivercity.com. So check out that website and check out my list of three things to do in and around the cross this weekend at 957therock.com. Missed it? Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.